minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. This will be the fourth and final episode of the Faith Series. Um, I cut it short here for many reasons, uh, one of which I could go on and on talking about faith for, for days and days and days. And I'm sure the topic will be readdressed, but for the purposes of this series, I did the purpose. Uh, we got to, as I said, at closing on the last one, that this was about the calm and the storm. And it seemed to be that everything else that was talked about led to this, this point. So this seemed a good place to, <clears throat> to end it on. And uh, with that being said, for the, the scripture attached to this is Matthew. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, Matthew eight twenty three through 27, <clears throat> and it says, <clears throat> then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake <clears throat> with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. <clears throat> then he got up and suddenly, and then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. <clears throat> so first off, I want to point out that that's some serious faith. So. He gets into the boat. He knows that God said go to the other side. <clears throat> He's so confident that this is going to happen that he goes to sleep. And, you know, and the, the boat's rocking. Waves, water's splashing around. I got to believe that it's not like he was totally oblivious to the fact that the that there was a storm. But he was still knocked out. That's some faith. He was so much so comfortable that it was like, all right, cool. Well, <clears throat> God said it was going to happen, so this storm is whatever. I'm just going to sleep till I get to the other side and make the trip faster. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I, 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 I call that being some, some, <clears throat> some great faith, some serious faith because... I'm not sure how many of us would be able to do just that. And just in the context of this story, how many of us would be able to be in the boat, laying down, sleep, even with the regular waves that come with being in the boat, mind you. And then for the 
the waves to pick up and and the boat would become more violently tossed around you know and not to mention the the water <clears throat> whether it comes from the rain or there's water coming because the boat is bouncing around and these big waves are just throwing water in there that is some serious serious like confidence and and like just calmness during the storm we tend to freak out over things that are not nearly as pressing I guess would be the word is that um you know we uh we find all kind of things to to get outside of being calm and and in faith I mean something simple as a traffic jam gets us out of out of a place of faith. A flat tire gets us out of a place of, of faith. <clears throat> and these are I'm picking like these are small things, right? So that that's kind of the point. And I couldn't tell you that even if I was in a car going somewhere and the tire was flat that I would remain asleep because I was so confident of us getting there. I might wake up just because of the fact that we stopped and there could be perfect weather with that. So, I mean, serious faith. Now, I want to talk about uh, this being, there's there's a literal and a, a metaphorical sense to this story. You know, and that's why the name of the, the the title of this episode, you know, the the subtitle of this episode is Calming the Storm. The Calm During the Storm, I'm sorry. Because the title on this talks about Jesus calming the storm. And I don't want to so much focus on that as the fact that he was calm during it. And, and that is where his faith shows through to us. And what I, what I mean by that is <clears throat> we have our storms in life, whether it be financial storms, medical storms, relational storms, what have you. And we tend to be in the place of panic. A place of panic or a place of uh, anxiety or just outright anger sadness fear during these these storms and the the peace to be taken from this metaphorically speaking is that God told Jesus I want you to go to the other side of this lake Jesus said okay well God told me to go so I know I'm gonna go so 
there's nothing that I need to worry about. I'm going to just go ahead and take a nap so I can be refreshed and ready to do what God wants me to do when I get to the other side. Which I'm sure what most people say to that is, well, that was Jesus, right? And you're right, that was Jesus. But in in First uh, John four seventeen, it says, as he is, excuse me, it says, as he is in this world, so are we. So if Jesus is able to have that calm during the storm, biblically speaking, we have the means to have the calm during the storm. And we should be able to take that and implement that into our lives. We should be able to be cool with um, knowing that. So if God says to take a job and it doesn't look the way we think it is, we, like Jesus, should be able to just rest in God knowing that we're going to prosper through it. Now, the down the, the 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 problem with this on our on our part is faith is it said that we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, we we tend to do it backwards. We walk by sight and not by faith. So if God told me to take a job and it's not paying what I thought and I can't see things working out my immediate response would be to get into a place of anxiety, you know, or outright fear of like, well, why, whoa, this ain't working, God, why did you send me here? Why am I doing this? Why, why, why? And we've lost our calm during that storm where there could be something that we don't see that's coming on the forefront but we lose our calm because we we can't keep that calm during that storm. Or, I mean, medical reports. We get a medical report we don't we don't necessarily want to get and um we lose we 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 go into despair because now we're depressed about the results of this medical report and it's like, "Well, why am I going through this?" and that is a storm. Now, what, what Jesus is doing here is Jesus is showing us what real faith is. Jesus is, is basically, God said it, I believe it, it is done. And that's what he's showing. So, <clears throat> when I bring up the medical report, people say, well, how, what does that got to do with with faith? Or how does that correlate to this story? Well, God's word says that we are healed by the blood of Jesus. With Jesus stripes, we are healed. That's that's First uh, Peter two twenty four, or or it's in Isaiah fifty three seventeen. Did I say the right one? Let me look to make sure I said the right one. Isaiah, I'm looking. I'm sitting there looking at it, and that is when I say fifty three seventeen. Oh no. It's fifty three four. Yeah. It's Isaiah fifty three four, I'm sorry, and first Peter two twenty four that says with Jesus stripes we were healed. Um 
this verse I can't give you because I don't I, I don't remember right offhand. But essentially what the verse says is that God has given us 120 years on this earth in our in our bodies that we're in currently. Um <clears throat> I don't remember if that's in Psalms or not. I apologize. I didn't plan to speak about that, but so here's two things to go to tie this back to what how this is linked to this um Jesus calming the storm. So if God says that we are allotted for 120 years. And he also says with Jesus' stripes we are healed. That is where we're that is us getting on the boat to to flow through to that. And said diagnosis, whether it be cancer or whatever the case may be, is the storm that comes up while we're on that boat. Now, Jesus was was resting in God during that storm because he knew that he was going to get to the other side. What he's showing us is that what we need to do <clears throat> is have that same rest. That doesn't mean you just go lay down somewhere and sleep. That's just saying, I trust that Jesus, you know, with Jesus' stripes, I am healed. And, and, and... And Isaiah says, with Jesus' stripes, you are healed. And First Peter says, with Jesus' stripes, you were healed. So meaning that the healing is already there. We just have to have the faith to believe that if God's word says it, then it, it is so. And also with this, um, that other verse, which I apologize that I don't know, saying that we have upwards of 120 years on this earth in our physical bodies. If we believe that, then cancer is just a storm coming to throw us off course. And what we should do is, I believe the, you know, I believe, let's just stick because I have this actual verse. Let's just stick with the first Peter um, 2.24 and it says, with Jesus' stripes, we were healed. So if I believe that, then cancer is nothing but a storm that's coming to try to throw me off course but i this i believe this bible verse so i'm resting in that and so i'm getting through it and i am not succumbing to anxiety fear you know depression all these other things now that's not to say that if you find out that you are diagnosed with something and you are you're sad about it that that's a bad thing that's not that's not Having emotions about bad information is not a lack of faith. We are human. We have emotions. The issue isn't the emotion that comes. The issue is if that emotion continues. So if I get diagnosed with something and they tell me this and I'm I'm sad about it. <clears throat> and three years later, I'm still in a state of depression and anxiety over this, you know, then that that's an issue. That is where it's not faith <clears throat> because like Jesus, you got to rest through the storm. Now that, you know, our minds are always under attack by the enemy and there's always going to be a constant bombardment of, well, you might not make it through this. What if this, what if, what if this happens? What are you going to do? And again, these thoughts coming to you, to us is not a lack of faith. It's what we do with these thoughts that lead to the lack of faith. 
if I hear these thoughts and I combat them saying, in this case, the diagnosis with Jesus stripes, I was healed. And I'm saying that regardless of what I'm seeing with my own eyes, because we walk by faith and not by sight, then <clears throat> as I am combating this, these, 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 that's, that's showing my faith, you know, and the, the Bible, you know, it says faith without works is dead. And people, people take that out of context a lot. And they think that the work is actually doing something like chanting and, and you know, do all these rituals. Or, and I have to be nice to this many people. I got to do this many Hail Marys or what have you. And I'm not I'm not trying to pick at any any belief system when I say that, I'm you know, especially within the Christian, the Christian umbrella. I'm not trying to knock um, Catholicism for that matter. I'm just stating a fact that. All those things, all those works that people are doing is ritualistic. My works that go to correlate with my faith in this case is the Bible says with Jesus stripes I am healed. I'm using that verse to combat these evil thoughts and I'm speaking that out of my mouth even when the doctor says this, this or this. And so it is because of that that I keep going and going. And that's where I see the, the, the healing that God has already provided. Because it also says in Proverbs that the, the power of life and death are in the tongue. Um, which that's 1821. Oh man, let me look. Cause now, <laughs> now I'm second guessing myself. But the, I mean, yeah, I was right. 1821. So the now I'm I'm using two different um, principles of God, what God promises God has given us to combat my thought process one, and to combat what the enemy is throwing at me with with said diagnosis. <clears throat> that is work. I am putting action to my faith. So. When the Bible says faith without works is dead, and if someone, if if I'm sitting there believing God for healing, regardless of what I see, and someone is like, "Well, you got to do this, 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 and this," otherwise you ain't gonna see that come to fruition. That that's excessive. Now, if God tells you to do these things, that's different. But if you're just doing these things because you're trying to get God to heal you, the healing has already occurred. It's just a matter of, is that where your faith is? Just like Jesus getting on the boat. God said, go to the other side. So that means you're going to get to the other side because God said to get to the other side. God is not going to tell you to go to the other side knowing that halfway through, you're going to just not, you're going to die. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, I need you to go over there. I, you know, and I gave you this promise that you'll get there. Uh, but this thing came yet. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, well, now it's going to take you out. Because, again, to go with faith, our faith is activated by the words that come out of our mouth. Um, our faith, we speak things into life, or we speak death into things. So if, if someone gets a diagnosis and all they say is, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, then guess what? They had their faith was for the fact that they were going to die so that then they die. And that's not because God didn't heal them. That's because they put their faith in dying. So it works both ways. 
It's not just faith for healing. You can speak, you can have faith for the negative and speak that and bring that into your life. Now, a less, you know, fatal thing, money. And that's, this is something that I'm still working on. And Philippians 4.19, it says that, we uh, that um God will supply all our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So this is saying that all our needs are met. So if all of our needs are met, <clears throat> if all of our needs are met, then what we see in a bank statement, or or what we see at the at the job, you know, with the with the pay, <clears throat> isn't. A reflection of what God says. So if he says I will supply your needs. And you lose your job. God will supply your needs. Now again. That's not to say that you sit there. And just wait for money to fall out the sky. Because God isn't going to do that. God opens doors. <clears throat> he opens jobs. He opens promotion. <clears throat> Excuse me. He opens other opportunities. So these things come. And that facilitates. And this is God leading you to it. It's not like God is going to walk you to the end, to a rainbow and to a pot of gold. I mean, that'd be freaking great. I'd love that. But that's not what that's saying. And so, again, faith without works is dead. So your correlating action to the faith is believing that God said this and asking God for guidance on what you should do. And when God provides you with an opportunity, say this job or say, oh, you have this promotion, you take said promotion and that's how you're going to continue to get your needs met. But there's that faith because the the lack of the job is the, you know, losing the job is the storm. But do you believe that God can open doors for you? Because the Bible also says that God closes doors that no man can open and, and opens doors that no man can close. So some of the jobs we lost might not be the enemy. Some of them, some of them could possibly be God closing a door because there's somewhere else we need to go. And he opens another door. <clears throat> but we're so stuck on what we see with our eyes and we're stuck on the storm that we can't get to the other side of the lake. Much like Peter, when when Jesus told him to come out and walk on water, he was walking on water until he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started looking at the situation. And then he started to sink. It's the same concept. You know, so that's how Jesus got through the storm. Because Jesus was like, all right, here's the thing. I'm, I'm God said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So I'm good. And this, this little storm that's in the way ain't going to do nothing to stop me from getting there. So... I ain't even going to sweat it. But the disciples were like, hey, man, what what are you doing, dude? Like, are you like paying attention to all of this? Look at all this here. We're going to die, man. We're about to drown. And you just sitting there sleep like, and again, we need to, we need to keep that in this context. Sorry, I was on a roll. I had a little. Interruption, um, which leads me to believe that this is something that people need to hear because the enemy knows that if we can grasp the concept of having that calm during the storm, we're going to see change in our life. Um, but to kind of recap 
the 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 thought process I was having is Peter was walking on water until he let the storm distract him. <clears throat> and Jesus didn't have that issue because he knew he was getting there. So I think I believe that the, this was an illustration to us in many ways. And um there's there's all kind of promises in the Bible that 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 we're given that we can get through the calm of the storm. And I've I've only thought of a, I've only spoken on a couple of things, but that's whatever the storm may be. It doesn't have to be death. It doesn't have to be divorce. It doesn't have to be, you know, financial. It doesn't have to be these things. But if it is, there's a way through the storm. And if we reach if we reach to the scriptures and find it, there God shows us the blueprint and God said that he's going to take care of us. God said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So if divorce is something that we're dealing with, God will never leave nor forsake you. So God is, <clears throat> if God is telling you he'll never leave you, just because people leave you, doesn't mean God will. Do you believe that? And can you stay focused on God through that storm? And what if, you know, and my belief is if you stay through that storm, God has something else for you on the other side. But the issue we have is we get caught up in the storm. And I say we because this happens to me a lot. You know, um, again, I, I, I pointed out that one of my big, one of the big things that for me when it comes to faith is finances. You know, and, and um, I made a, I made a, a, a choice that I thought was God, but, but wasn't. And it, it came back and it. It it haunt it bit us it bit us in the butt and this was my choice and it's something I had to live with and I had to you know it affected us financially and I had to repent that to my wife and I'm trying to keep that same calm through the storm of knowing that that God is going to take care of it and there are days where I'm good at it and then there's days where I'm like oh my God you know and some of the storms that add on to that is. Well, we're, I'm, I'm trying to focus on taking care of this here to get back to a place of where we were before this decision. And I'm believing God for it. But then here's another bill that comes out of nowhere or, you know, this all of a sudden this bill comes up or this comes up. And it's like, well, I, there's no money to even pay for this. How How is this going to get paid for? And so what I'm explaining to you is Peter walking on water, seeing what Jesus said, because God said that he will provide for our needs according to by his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, which includes me. But, and, and, you know, and I'm trying to look at that, but this bill here or this happens or this happens or the expense, you know, you know, I'm trying to believe that. And then my dog passes away, which comes with more expenses. And there's all these things that, you know, these are, this is like Peter. I'm walking and I'm looking at the storm and it's taking my, I'm taking my eyes off of, having faith in what what Jesus said and so there's that up there's that opportunity to start sinking and I want to point out that in the Bible it says that he began to sink it didn't say that he sank he began to sink and Jesus caught him that's an important piece because what in like in the instance that I'm saying, I begin to sink 
in despair because I'm looking at the storm and Jesus catches me. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. I got it. I got something else for you. I mean, and I I hadn't spoke about this, but I'm already, I'm already in the place where God is opening the door for a promotion for me at a job that I have both. I haven't been that long. And this is another way that God opens doors to get to, to supply needs because in a natural sense, I shouldn't be up for this this quickly. So people might say, but God is better than that. God is stronger than that. And because of that, God is opening a door that no man can close for me to walk through. And um, I was I meant to save that for a different episode, but it came out. So there, there you go. Um, so that is a means of having faith. Now, how do you get to that faith? And there's the problem that, um, that people have, you know, how do we get to this kind of faith? And, you know, the first thing, let me back up. People either don't believe that they can have this sort of faith or they just don't comprehend how you get there. And it's like, well, how? Well, here's how. Consistency. And um, it's interesting that this came up because this is a message that uh, that my pastor was preaching on Sunday. And I didn't. It's funny how God. This was not a piece of this episode until it was a piece of the episode. And once once uh pastor was speak, speaking about consistency. It began to minister into me as I was listening about the connection between consistency and faith and how you get there. How do we how how do how do I make that that connection? Well, David in the Bible, King David. Who killed Goliath. Had faith that he was going to kill Goliath, right? But it's not like he just woke up that morning and was like. All right, I'm I'm just gonna slay this giant real quick. It's not like it just happened like that. David was getting consistency back before he was even approached by uh, Samuel and anointed. David was attending to the sheep. He had his slingshot. He was killing lions and bears, protecting the sheep. That was practice. He was getting he was getting good at it and he was had it to where his faith was strong. And I can use this. This is a weapon that God gave me. I can use this regardless of what comes against me so that when it came to Goliath. David had so much faith that he could take him out because he had the tools that God showed him. And let's be real. Lions and bears. I mean, that's not like it was just some little kitty cat that he was he was taken out with the slingshot he was taking out some real big threats so that's why he could have the calm during the storm because remember everybody else was was scared completely out their mind like this one man was 
calling out a whole army and basically calling them punks. And they were they were like, yeah, man, uh, who's I don't know who's going to take on them. I ain't going out there. Are you going out there? No, I ain't going out there. And then this little David goes out there. And, and even at that, people were like, man, shut up, fool. You're a little tiny dude. You can't do nothing. But David had that faith. He had that calm during the storm so that he took what he had been doing with practicing against, you know, protecting the sheep against these threats, whether it be bears, lions, wolves, what have you. And he knew that he could go to this other storm, this other threat, and he had the calm and the confidence and that God said that that he could take him out, that he did so. And how was that? Where was the rest in that? The rest was in trusting that God had prepared him for this moment and given him the tools to do it. And so he swings a freaking slingshot and knocks dude on his butt and knocks him senseless and he cuts his head off. Consistency led to that point. Without the other stuff, David doesn't know that he had, you know, his faith isn't built to that point. Or we're speaking about David when it comes to um, being the king. David had to go through some things in order just to get to to that. I mean, he had he had the king who after he uh kills David, like, "Here man, marry my daughter, you're my my dude, come into my palace, I got you." You know, all these things. And then puts him in charge of the army and then when people start liking David too much, the king feels a certain some sort of way about it. He's like, "Man, they feeling this dude too much, man." Uh, this dude is coming at me and he just tries to kill him like several times. And I mean, like, not like subtly. I mean, he threw a freaking spear at him like twice in the palace. And this dude, I mean, David runs. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, oh man, I am going way over. Ah, David was anointed by Samuel in the field that he'd be king as a teenager. David didn't become the king till he was well into his thirties. Um, so you could think that David would be like, well, I'm the king. I don't need to take this from this guy, but he had wisdom. <laughs> he had the wisdom to say, now in my time, I got to back off. And so Solomon, I'm sorry, Saul, is coming at him with all these different things and David is learning to evade, David is learning <clears throat> to outmaneuver, David is learning all these different traits that once he finally becomes king, he's able to sit in that chair and have faith that he can do it because of all the stuff he went through to get to this point. And I, I was, it was a lot of stuff. Now, that's a calm between the storm. Uh, that's a calm during the storm because realistically, the storm was Saul trying to kill him. David could have quit at any given point. He could have said, like, I don't want to do this. This is too much. Like, why would you set me up to be the king? And not only now am I not king, but you have this dude trying to kill me. And I've done nothing but try to help him. Why would you do that? And he could have just bounced. But he didn't. He stuck it through. God told him he was going to be king. So he went through all of that. And he was consistent with every every step along the way. 
until he got to be the king. <clears throat> Jesus. Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me. Jesus had practice himself. We'll just focus on once he, you know, once he, after he was, um, the, after the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was baptized. But I mean, the first thing that happens after Jesus is baptized is he's led into the wilderness to be tempted. <clears throat> and Satan tempted him for the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Which is what Satan tempts, tempts all of us with in, in some way, shape, or form. He, he tempted him with all three of these. Now, mind you, the first thing that he did, I mean, Jesus was fasting and Satan comes to him and like, hey, man, I, you know, you're hungry. Why don't you just turn this rock into bread? I mean, you're, you're the son of God. So, you know, if if you if you're the son of God, then why can't you do it and eat? That would be a hard thing for a lot of us, <clears throat> excuse me, because it, he, it was like it says he fasted for 40 days. He was hungry. He could have very well been like, all right, cool, but he didn't because he believed what God, God, God had said he was the chosen one and that <clears throat> he would save everybody. He also knew that if he succumbed to the temptations of the, of the enemy, he would not be the unblemished lamb that could be the sacrifice for us. So he fought off the temptations of the enemy because he knew that he had to. That was the only way that he could go on the cross and that it would matter. So he fights off this temptation. <clears throat> and then he comes back and there's these little miracles. He turns water into wine. There's other miracles, healing people. You know, all these things happen. All these things are popping up, and all it is is practice, and, and it's 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 Jesus doing these things and being consistent about it and speaking, you know, like like when it came to him being tempted of the enemy, all he did was speak God's word at him. So he was like, "Well, you can do this," and well, the Bible says. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but this is what he's saying. Well, the Bible says, or God says, don't do this. Well, God says you need to do this. Well, God says you don't do that. Let me con combat everything you throw at me with with scripture, and that's what he said throughout. You read the the the, the gospels. He's always saying, my father said, or my father do, or I do as my father says, or if you see me do it, it's because my father did it. He's using this to grow his faith, to keep his faith going, because he knew where he was going. He was going to the cross. So he's keeping his eyes on that. And he knows, and I mean, let's be real. I, I don't know many people who would willingly go through everything that he went through to save one soul, let alone everybody. So that's a big deal. Let's, let, let's not downplay it. He knew where this was all leading, and yet he stayed his course. He was consistent with everything he did. So I have to do this. I have to make this. I mean, even... Even with the the, the faith uh, the, the the Roman officer that we talked about last last week, this helps build his faith, because one of the things is that the as I spoke about last week the the Roman officer was not under the covenant, 
and he had to be he had to be um wise and not just doing things he had to do them a certain way that's why it was so important that the roman officer decided to let go of religion and go, take up grace so that jesus could then heal who he was speaking about you know so that i mean that in and of itself was another thing for jesus to take with him because it helps build faith being around others who have faith helps build your faith I'm say that again. Being around others who have faith builds your faith. And so if you're around others who have faith in and um treating people poorly, that's where your faith goes. If you're around a bunch of people who have faith in adultery, that's where your faith goes. If you have a bunch of people who have faith in dishonesty, that's where your faith is. If you have people who have a bunch of faith and the ends justify the means, then that's where your faith is. <clears throat> and so Jesus is getting to interact with people who are not even of the covenant who have faith. And you don't think that build Jesus' faith more? I mean, I'm just speaking from what I believe that he took that with him, <laughs> obviously, to help him con to continue on the path that he knew was going to be an excruciating, long, painful death. But he continued. And, you know, these things helped him be consistent to get to that point. So, all of this to say, this is the ultimate. All of this led to the calm of the storm. And this is the bet. This is... As us as believers, this is how we're going to see things play out in our life. This is how we're going to see miracles. This is how we're going to see all the things that we are trying to strive for. This is how we're going to see it by having this calm during the storm because the storms are coming. That's that's also in the Bible. God didn't promise to stop the storms. Although some of the storms are stopped, I believe that. There are things that the enemy throwing at us that are way worse than what we deal with. And I believe these storms are stopped. For what reason? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I could, I could, I could tell you all kind of things that come to mind. You know, God is like, yeah, you, he can't handle that one. Or, you know, or, you know, I don't know because I did, that's a whole nother topic and that's a whole nother show I did. But there are things that, that, that God does deflect, but there are things that God doesn't. And, you know, Romans eight twenty eight says that um, he he um, oh dear God I just had a complete like wow he I'm going to read it because I'm having a complete brain fart I'm sorry eight twenty eight and we know that God causes everything to work out work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. So God can take these situations and turn them to work out for our good. How does that happen? I mean, and I mean, that does build consistency. If you can, if you can go through something and you see the, on the end of it. And I talked about that in this series, actually, how that this Bible verse, um, when I was speaking about, the experiences that came from when crypto when crypto passed away it gave me the it gave me that closure 
that I never got with my father and my sister. That's taking a bad situation and working it out for, for the good, for my good. Thank you for that, Father. You know, so, but that builds for consistency so that as I continue on, it will help me to deal with things. And, oh, man, so I know with this being said, another show that's on the horizon is actually going to be um, a show about how to, how to handle tough situations. I did this in my church, but uh, I, I believe that me that's that's a topic that's going to be addressed. Um, but anyway, I wanted to say that you know all these things are to lead to consistency, and um, also want to say that the problem. Well, here let me say this. I'm going to say this. This and this is a direct quote from my pastor um, from Sunday service. He said, our society doesn't celebrate consistency, but it celebrates convenience. Now, I was I wanted him to repeat that and to elaborate on that, but I was not in a place to say that. And, you know, there was other things that were going on during the service and I it didn't happen. But think about that. Our society celebrates convenience. That's all about it. And the consistency to, you know, that consistency to continue to fight through things, that that is not taught as much as it once was. You know, our society is all about right now, right now. I mean, that's why our phones are the way they are, our high-speed internets, our TV, I mean, things with our cars, all kind of different things, fast food, all these different things are coming because we're about convenience and not consistency. And I believe that 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 is happening because the enemy is trying to get us off a place of being consistent. We're all about now, 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 now. So now, now, if now doesn't happen, then I don't, I'm going to just leave it alone. <clears throat> I struggle with this as well, because like I told you, when it comes to, to the money issue that I've struggled with it, but even things that God has called me to do, like this podcast, there are times where the podcast hasn't hasn't hit the way I thought it should hit. And that's an attack. And there's been times where I'm like, wow, maybe I should back away from this because it's that's a lot of time that goes into it. And it's not going where I thought it was. But God is like, no, you got to be consistent through that because I called you to do this. And if you do this, I will take care of it. But you have to be willing to be consistent. And that's what what I believe my pastor was insinuating when he says that God celebrate that uh, sorry that our society doesn't celebrate consistency, but it celebrates convenience. And you know, again, if we are more about convenience, we're less likely to be consistent because when things don't go the way we want, we'll just back up off of them. And I believe that lack of consistency and or focus on convenience is due to pride. And that's where we're going next. The next series starting next week is going to be talking about pride and why pride is an issue for our lives. So you got to come back for that. It'll bless you. Um, I pray uh, all of those under the sound of my voice were uh, that uh, that this they were fertile ground for this message to plant seeds on, so it can grow into uh, good fruit, 
and be a blessing to all those that they come in contact with. Um, I thank you for this opportunity, Father. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Y'all come back next week. It, it'll be a good one. Love y'all. God bless.